Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051, 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. He speaks to us. He speaks to us, and when he does, it's the voice of the Father speaking through him. And when close friends talk to each other, they are open. They are open with uh, with each other. Friends do not hide things from friends. Best friends don't hide anything from each other, with with, with each other. And that's what God said about Abraham, his friend, in Genesis 18.7, before that other verse I read. Genesis 18.17, I mean. Genesis 18.17, where the Lord was tossing around in his mind, and he said, and the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? And then you can see this kind of percolating through God's mind. Shall I hide that thing from Abraham, the thing that I do? And God says, no, I'm not going to hide it from him. He's my friend. Because that's what friends do. They do not hide anything from each other. As it says in Psalm 25, 14, Psalm 25, 14, the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. That's what the Lord Jesus says. I called you friends, and I've made known to you everything the Father has said. And this is how God then opened up to his friend. And when he did that, he told him he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Then, this, they, then it switches to Abraham, and Abraham now opens up with God, as he had in the past, as, God, as Abraham in the past had opened up when he heard God saying, everything's going to Isaac, all the promises, and Abraham's heart was broken for his his son that he had with Hagar for Ishmael. And in Genesis 17, 18, Genesis 17, 18, Abraham doesn't hide that from God. Abraham said that to God, oh, he says, he says, oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. God doesn't talk anything about Ishmael, but that was a friend speaking to a friend, opening up his heart. And then when, when, when God said, I'm going to destroy Sodom, then the Abraham says, oh, what about Lot? Lot lives at Sodom. So, so, so it says in, in, in Genesis 18.22 that God was on his way to Sodom and, and Abraham stood right in his path, path. He stood in the path of God. He blocked God. What chutzpah to be able to stand in the path of God? Are you crazy, Abraham? No, it's his friend. That's it's his friend. And then it says uh, in Genesis 18.23 that Abraham drew near. He got really close to God. And he said, wilt thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Maybe, peradventure, there be 50 righteous within the city. Wilt thou also destroy and not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? That be far from thee to do after this manner, like Abraham needs, I mean, like God needs Abraham to teach him who he is. That be far from thee to slay the righteous with the wicked, and the righteous should be as the wicked. That be far from thee. So not the judge of all the earth do right. And what's amazing there is that God engaged 
with Abraham there. God, God just say, get out of my way. I've already made my mind. I'm going to destroy Sodom. No, God engaged. He says, okay, Abraham, you get what you want. You want, you want a sparing of the city of Sodom for 50? We got it. And then Abraham continues on his road of chutzpah, and he says, well, what about five missing? I mean, you know, let's not be too picky about this. How about there's 45? God says, all right, 45. And then he, you know, he says, well, now, you know, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm just dust and ashes. But what about five more? 40. So it goes through this auction, you know, do I hear 40? Do I hear 30? And so forth. Then he gets all the way down to 10, and he says, per adventure be 10. And Abraham's thinking, well, I'm sure it's a lot. Must have won his family. That's 10 people. They got, I got it in the bag. And he left. But he, but he didn't have it in the bag because Lot did not win 10 people. But God heard the cry of his friend that he wanted Lot to be saved. So he took Lot out of Sodom before he, did, he, he, he destroyed it. That's friends. That's what friends do. They talk openly with each other. Another friend of God was Moses. Moses, and this is, again, the context of speaking makes up friendship. Talking makes up friendship. When it says in Exodus 33.11, Exodus 33.11, the Lord spake unto Moses face to face as a man speaketh unto his friend. That was Moses, the friend of God. Moses and God talked. And when we see that, we say, wow, I wish I could have that relationship with God. No, we have the same opportunity to get as close to God as Moses did. And talking is a two-way conversation. When we pray, we talk to God. When we read the Bible, he talks to us. I mean, what kind of a friendship would it be if a person called his friend, and from the moment that his friend answered the phone, the person just talked and talked and talked and talked and didn't let his friend get a word in edgewise, and when he finished up, you know, and then he just hung up. And the person would say, he just hung up? You know, and he says, the next time he calls, I'm going to say, why'd you call me? Don't you want to hear from me? Like recently, I called my, my friend, the lost rabbi, Yaakov, and, and, and he just talked and talked and talked. He did that and going off the phone, and, and, and he was ready to hang up then. I said, wait a minute. Don't you want to hear what I, how, what I have to say? And he says, who cares? <laughs> joking. <laughs> but, you know, someone who just, who just talks and talks and talks and talks, it's like the believer who just prays and prays and prays and prays and doesn't read his Bible, doesn't let God get get in, get in a word edgewise. I mean, you know that. You know what kind of what kind of friendship is that? And what kind of a friendship would it be? On the other hand, if he just calls his friend, he never says a word to his friend, but his friend goes on and on talking, and then he finishes up, and the person just hangs up. You know what those two pictures are like. That's a, that's a picture of a believer who just reads and reads his Bible and never prays. You know, the first one's like, the first one is like when you, when, you, when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you talk and talk and talk and talk and you don't let God get a word in edgewise, that's this. That's a phone that looks like this. Just talking, talking, talking. You're just praying, 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 and you're not reading your Bible. Who needs a phone like that? Or if you have a phone like this, where a person just, just listens, reads and reads the Bible, listens, 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 and never, never prays, this is a, you guys don't know this, you young people. This is called a phone. <laughs> this is what a phone really looks like, you know? Okay. Phone is not this. Anyway, so this is the healthy Christian life, like this. This is the healthy Christian life where hear God what he has to say, pray, pray and hear, pray and hear. Pray and read, pray and read. That's the healthy Christian life. So 
That's the second characteristic friendship. Friends talk back and forth in a conversation. There's never a conversation that you can't, you can't call them friends if there's never a conversation. They're not friends. Abraham was a friend of God because Abraham and, and God, they talked to each other. Conversation is a two-way street. There's a great word in Hebrew that signifies how friends talk, and that's the word hidabrut. Hidabrut. It means fellowship. It's used today among believers in Israel, and it means fellowship with each other. Fellowship. And it, and it, it comes from, hidabrut comes from the word haver, which is friends. And this, this is what happens is what happens on family nights when we get together on Friday or at the break, coffee break here. People are talking with each other. They're not all sitting in a corner saying, you know, don't talk. They're not. They're talking and they're open. And that's Hida Brut. That's Hida Brut. We have Hida Brut. And that's why it's important for us to keep our hearts open and our ears open for when God will speak to us. And, and, and it's important for us to also let God speak to us constantly by reading the Bible. You know, when it, we think about little Samuel when he was little, and he was in the temple, and God calls out his name. Samuel, Samuel. says, Shmuel, Shmuel. It's interesting, Shmuel, what it means, because it means God will hear. That's what it means. So, so God is saying, God will hear. God will hear. You know, that's his name, Sam. He's calling Samuel's name. Okay. And then it says in 1 Samuel 3.10, 1 Samuel 3.10, and the Lord came and stood and called us at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak, for thy servant heareth. That's a great phrase. Speak, for thy servant heareth. How about we use that phrase every time we open up our Bible, but instead of saying, speak, for thy friend, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. How about if we said, when we opened up our Bible, speak, friend, for your friend hears. That opens up the door to what we are doing when we're reading the Bible. We're taking that phone and we're saying, speak, Lord, for your friend hears. That's what it's, and so I want to challenge you, challenge you to do that. When you're alone with God, when you open your Bible, I dare you to go ahead and start your open Bible time by saying, speak, friend, for your friend hears. Now, when friends talk, they're interested. They're interested in what's going on. When I call my friend and I ask him, so where are you? What are you doing? And, and, and my friend asked me the same thing. I don't say, none of your business. And he doesn't say, none of your business. Do you, Clint? <laughs> uh, though, because those questions are questions for friends. And that's what a friend does when he cares and he's interested in what his friend is doing. That's what comes. To be a friend of God is to realize God cares. And God's going to talk to our hearts and say, so where are you? What are you doing? As he did with Elijah. He said, where art thou? You know, and he said, well, in this cave, I'm hiding. And because God is interested in what we're doing. And a good prayer to, to make is to realize that God is interested and he cares about what we're doing. And then to be a friend of God is, to be, is, is going both ways. That we should care and we should be interested in what God is doing. So we ask the question, so what are you doing in the world? which means we take an interest and a care about what the Lord Jesus said was doing in the world. What he said his mission statement was in Luke 19.10. Luke 19.10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. So that's what number two is on the list of friendship. Friends talk to each other. Friends trust, number one. Friends talk, number two. And as friends, we're interested and we care about what their friends are doing, and that's the third characteristics about friendship, friends really delight to meet the desires of their friend. 
They liked that. And, and, and that's what Abraham did for God. God wished Abraham, God wished Abraham, God desired Abraham to leave it all. Leave it all in Ur of the Chaldees. That was Abraham's great refusal. Then Abraham, when he pleaded for Sodom and God knew he was really pleading for a lot, so God wanted, so, so God met Abraham's wish and, and saved Lot. See the two ways? Abraham knew God wanted him to leave, so he left. God knew Abraham wanted to save Lot, so he saved Lot. That's what friends do to each other. Friends do for each other. And that's why the Lord Jesus said in John 15, 14, John 15, 14, ye are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. And God's our friends when we meet his needs. And then, and then he's our friend when he meets our needs too. He delights to it for us. John 15, 7, John 57. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. So this means that friends give gifts to each other. The other day, uh, uh, Caitlin came, knocked on my door, and she brought me some muffins that she'd baked because she knows I like to eat. And so she's my friend. So, so Abraham heard that God wanted to, Abraham heard that God wished for him to sacrifice his son, Isaac. And so Abraham, as God's friend, delighted to meet God's wishes and got up early in the morning. I don't think he slept. Got up early in the morning and started off to do that. But God was just testing that friendship because then when it came time for him to actually do it, God said, stop, stop, stop. Don't do it, Abraham, in Genesis 22, because now I know. Now I know that he put it, you, you fear God. Another way to think about that is, now I know you're a friend of God. Now, how do we know that God's our friend? Because of Romans 8.32. Romans 8.32 says, He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God gave himself to us, we give ourselves to him. Ultimate gifts for ultimate friends. And when the father gave us his son, he gave us everything. And we give God everything, which means that we don't have some things, as far as God is concerned, where we say, no, those are mine. Those are mine, you know, like little kids. That's mine. You can't have that. And because we're God's friends if we give ourselves and all we have to God. A big, if we raise a big wall between us and God, where he said, this side is mine, then God's going to say, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. All right, so God wants us to talk to him in prayer so he can give us gifts. And I told you what happened last time on that Wednesday night when I was just at the end of my rope, suffering from AFib at 14 and a half hours, 180 beats per minute. And at prayer meeting, they started to pray for me. And right at the time when they were praying, I came out of that AFib. and was also saved from going into the hospital anyway. And so, so this is number three. Number three on the list is friends give gifts to each other. So number one on the list, friends trust. Number two, friends talk. Number three, friends give. Number four, friends as was said so many times to me, friends hang out with each other. Friends love to be with each other. I mean, what kind of a friend would he be if a person never wanted to come over to your house? What kind of a friend is that? I mean, if he, and then if he happened to come over, then you just walked right outside and you say, is everything okay? Well, nice to see you. Bye. And you shut the door. What kind of friend is that? I mean, it, this is not a friend to, to not want to, for, to come in your house and spend time with you. What kind of friend would he be if when he came over to your house that you never spoke to him? And he came over, and you let the friend just kind of sit in the corner and never speak with him, just waiting for the time when he's going to leave. What kind of friendship is that? 
What kind of a friend is that? That, that whenever in, your, in the presence of the person, you just think, how soon can I get him, get him away from here? I mean, he happens to meet you at the store. You say, oh, no, just the person I didn't want to bump into today. I need to get away. I mean, what kind of friend is that? What kind of a friend if you, if, if you never thought about the other person? You never thought, you know, I haven't spoken to my, my friend. I need to call him and see how he is and tell him how I am. What kind of a friendship is that if you never missed the other person, never thought about it? Boy, it's been too long since I've talked with my friend. What kind of friendship is that? What kind of friendship of God would that be if he never wanted God to come into his house? And if it was like, I don't want God coming to my house, I don't think he'd be comfortable in my house with things that I watch on the TV or the computer. If he came over to my house, I'd say, oh, hi, God. Everything okay? Nice to see you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, God. What kind of friendship is that? kind of friendship of God was that? Where a person, or if he comes into his house, it's like, you know, okay, uh, I hope he, God just sits in the corner there, doesn't talk, I don't hope he, does, he leaves soon. What kind of friendship with God is that? You know, what kind of friendship would it be for a person to have with God if whenever he was in God's presence, he just wanted to get out? Just want to say, oh God, I never really expected you to be here. Uh, you know, uh, I got to get away. That's not a friendship with God. That's not a, or a person who never thinks about God, that's not a friendship with God, never misses God, never says, boy, it's been a long time since I've heard God in the Bible. I've got to read the Bible. I really miss that. You know, a long time since I've prayed. I, I haven't spoken to God in a long time. I really miss that. See, that's, that's what friendship with God is all about. That's what friendship with God looks like. Friendship with God means that a person wants God in his house. He never wants God to leave Friendship with God is, 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 is saying to God, leaving? You're leaving? Why don't you stay a little longer? Stay so longer. Of course, what I would do, I'm going to cook for you the most delicious food you've ever had. You've got to wait till I cook it, then you're really going to enjoy it. Why do I do that? That's what Abraham did. That's what Abraham did in, in Genesis 18. In Genesis 18, when he saw God coming to him, he said, in Genesis 18.3, 18.3, said, my Lord, if now I have favor, found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray thee, be fetched, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort you your hearts. After that you shall pass on. For therefore you come to your servants. They said, so do, as thou hast said. So he just says, I'm going to get you a little piece of bread. It wasn't a piece of bread. It says, Abraham hastened in the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf, tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he dressed it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. That's what Abraham did. By the way, no one explained to Abraham that you're not supposed to eat milk and meat in the same food here. But okay, no one said he had a kosher home. Anyway, but no, seriously, what Abraham did, though, what he's saying, this is, I don't want God to leave. I want him to stay here. So he says, my Lord, if now I've found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. And then he says, you know, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you a little water, and I'm going to wash your feet. And he says, your feet are so dirty. Just look at them. Let me wash your feet. They'll feel so good. You'll rest under the tree. You'll feel so good. You'll never want to leave. And, and then Abraham, what he did is, is he made this huge little bit of bread, but it was a huge feast with the, with the calf and et cetera. And so when he got the agreement to stay for the bread, then he just makes then on and on. Big, huge feast. That's what Abraham Why? Because he didn't want God to leave. And that's the fourth point. Friends 
want to be with each other. So, number one, friends trust. Number two, friends talk. Number three, friends give. Number four, friends be with each other. Now, um, I told you that uh, when I met this uh, one Israeli taxi driver and I asked him what friends did for him, he says, or no, I'm sorry, at the family night here, the person said, my friends got my back and I got their backs. What does that mean? That means friends stand up for each other. Abraham as God, should put it this way, God as Abraham's friend had Abraham's back. Abraham's friend, uh, uh, God, stood up for Abraham when Abraham was afraid of the retaliation from the five kings that he had just conquered and he was afraid they were going to come back and, and, and do him in. So God, as Abraham's friend, says, I got your back in Genesis 15.1, Genesis 15.1, when God said, fear not, Abram, I am thy shield in thy exceeding great reward. There God is saying, I got your back, Abraham, because I'm your shield. That was God being a friend to Abraham. When Joseph, as a friend of God, was invited by Potiphar's wife to commit adultery with her, Joseph, as God's friend, stood up for God in Genesis 39.9, Genesis 39.9, and he says, how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? How can I sin against God, my friend? And that's number five on the list. Friends stand. Stand for each other. Number one, friends trust. Number two, friends talk. Number three, friends give. Number four, friends be with each other. And number five, friends stand for each other. If you don't have a friend in life, you're poor. If you don't have a friend in life, you're not the poorest you can be. If you don't have God as your friend, you're the poorest that you can be. If you have God as your friend, you're the richest that you can be. So as we look at these five characteristics of friendship and see what, made up, what makes up all friendships and particularly apply them to Abraham as the friend of God, let's, let's vow, let's promise, let's pledge ourselves to be this kind of a person so we can be that kind of a friend. A friend who trusts God is our friend and is trusted by God as, as our friend. A friend that talks openly with God is our friend. And a friend who listens to God as our friend. A friend that gives God gifts and delights to meet what God wants as his friend. And a friend that loves to be with God. And a friend that stands up for God. As it says in 2 Chronicles 720, where we started, 2 Chronicles 720. Abraham was God's forever friend. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for opening up the opportunity for us to be your forever friends. Help us, Lord, to do that by being responsible for what we need to do to keep the building of our friendship with God together. In Jesus' name, amen. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. 
Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. Reach Israel. Join Tom Cantor for the second annual Israel Restoration Ministries Jewish Evangelism and Training Conference in San Diego, California, February 22nd and 23rd at the Creation and Earth History Museum. Early bird registration, only $99, includes a two-day conference pass, meals, teaching, Creation Museum and Tabernacle admission, plus over $150 worth of equipping resources. Come hear Tom Cantor, Dr. Michael Brown, Dan Sered, and more on how we can reach the lost in America and Israel on February 22nd and 23rd. Call 619-599-1104, 619-599-1104, or sign up at ReachIsrael.com. That's ReachIsrael.com. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. 